Pittsburgh, a city known for its brooding gothic horror. Between these three rivers flow rivers of blood, where they'll put french fries on your sandwich at Pramani Brothers or blood in your vodka at Elysium. This is the Stream of Blood podcast, and you're listening to Vampires of Pittsburgh, our ongoing Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. I'm Jared Logan, the storyteller, and I'm joined by Thomas Middleditch as Miles Vanderbuck, Ross Bryant as Curtis Krieger, and Ashley Birch as Jen Brown. You can watch our game streamed every week at twitch.tv forward slash stream of blood. Drink deeply, my friends, and enjoy. Hi, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Stream of Blood, our tabletop role-playing stream. My name is Jared Logan. I am the game master or storyteller tonight. What I want to do now is start tonight's story. And by God, we are going to start from the exact moment we left off last time. If you recall, when they went to meet the Prince of Pittsburgh, (laughs) Prince Gwinnett. Button One of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. When they were headed up to his secret chambers at the very top of the U.S. Steel Building in Pittsburgh, uh. they saw a body fall through the window. They saw a body fall. When they got up there, they met one of the Anarch leaders who had been posing as one of the fledglings, as one of you. And he was in the prince's chamber. It looked like he had murdered the prince. And he asked you, Do you want one more chance to escape these Camarilla vampires? Do you want to join the Anarch movement? And that's when Curtis Krieger acted, uh, surprising his comrades, pushing Alder, the Anarch, out the window, following behind him. But Curtis had the uh, feather fall power, I believe it's called. (laughs) Weight of a feather, yes. Weight of a feather, and he fell fell like one of the flying Lost Boys vampires very slowly down to the ground. And uh, while he was touching down in the middle of the street in front of the U.S. Steel Building, our our other two uh, vampires, Miles Vanderbuck and Jen Brown, were ambushed uh, by the rest of the members of the Elysium, all of the elders and, and Scylla, of uh, the uh, Pittsburgh uh, vampires burst into the room and were like, they murdered the prince! So they are currently uh, accused of murdering the prince. But I want to start with Curtis Krieger, who has just, his, 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 the tips of his toes have just landed <laughs> onto the pavement and he has turned back to the U.S. Steel Building. And what is Curtis Krieger going to do? Well, I, I believe I said last time that I was charging back into the building. Okay, so as you do that, I would just like you to make a wits plus awareness roll. A wits right. plus awareness roll. Do it. Wits. Take the roll. Success. <laughs> okay, great. So, Curtis, as you're running back into the building, you uh, lock eyes with a like a a, a a a young kid. He's got like a dirty like windbreaker over his head. He's got like a matted, muddy kind of like beanie on. He's got a tattoo on his face. And he's just kind of in the shadow of the steps that lead up to the U.S. Steel Building 
like lighting something and it looks like he's just like when he, <laughs> he apparently has seen you like very slowly float down to the ground um i don't know if that affects your decision anyway do you still run into the building i i pause for a second and uh and uh and just continue to 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 lock eyes with him and 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 walk and just kind of walk up to him and maintain severe <laughs> eye contact and he's like shaking he's trying to light like a, a cigarette butt and it just kind of drops from his hands the the cigarette butt does yeah um and then i just uh i put my my hand like an inch from his face and i just say like you didn't see anything and even if you did say anything no one would believe you so give me a charisma plus intimidate role i think as as much of a badass as you think my guy would be, intimidation is not one of his strong points. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Um, it's more of a Miles Vanderbuck yeah. of all people. <laughs> Miles has a uh, foreboding presence. Well, yeah. Throw that, you got to throw that Nick Nolte choice photo that you guys had. That's 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 Miles. That's a success. Right. You also look like a melting yeah. Nick Nolte, though, don't you? Isn't your well, face a little bit sloughing off? No, right? I don't know. Isn't, 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 he, isn't he vampire-y weird? Or did I make um, that up? Um, you may, you may uh, be, well, it may just have been your emotional reaction to the character, Ashley, because Miles <laughs> oh, no. Vanderbuck should just look like, you know, I mean, yeah. other than his lack of, like, a blood under his skin and his pale visage. Oh, maybe that's an old man. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Except okay. paler. You, yeah. you, were on, you were on acid last time, though. So. Yeah, I was the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, we all took a we all took a hallucinogenic before we started the stream last time. Yeah, it seemed appropriate. Um, Curtis Krieger, how many successes did you get? One. Okay, great. Um, he kind of like just puts his hands up and like cowers, and you are free to run into the building. I do so. Okay. Um, and running into the building, like uh, you uh, realize that there is like an inner door once you go through the main thing, and it's like locked, and you're just kind of like shaking you know, uh, the door. Do you, do you think you can break your way in? Break? Is there anyone in the lobby? Um, you don't that see, I can see right through the now. window or door? Uh, it seems like dark in there, but like, you know how businesses keep on like bare minimum lights. Uh-huh. I just, uh, I pound on the door. Okay. Meanwhile, um, the, all of the characters you met, uh, uh, Jen and Miles are now in the prince's quarters. They've come up the, stairwell behind you and they're all like staring at you uh and the woman with the white blonde hair and the 700 dollars dress that's made to look like uh secondhand rags adelaide ross is at the front of them and she's like oh dear they've killed the prince <laughs> and everybody's just kind of staring at you uh dumbfounded uh what would you like to do in this situation i would like to kind of doctor who style do one do one of these do one of those like wait wait before you do anything uh, right. One of those, one of these, like trying to hold them at bay. Um, look, we didn't kill the prince. I know you probably don't believe us. We just were in the wrong place at the wrong time. But also, do you even care? Because you're vampires. But anyway, look, I, someone, multiple people told me earlier that I'm special, right? There's something about me as a vampire that there's something interesting about me, right? You don't want to kill me. And not only am I special as a vampire, but I am the female Mark Zuckerberg and I have. 
I have connections everywhere. I can help you guys. Okay. So don't do anything crazy or rash. We didn't kill him. We would like to just be able to tell our story without getting vampire murdered, whatever that looks like. Um, charisma plus persuade, please. Okay. Um, charisma is three. Persuade is three. Oh, cool. Okay. So I, how hungry am I? Does my tummy rumble? I believe that you have, you guys got that you, you were all at one hunger when we ended one hunger? the game last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that would be one hunger and five dice, mm-hmm. right? That's and right. The difficulty. The difficulty for this. Oh yeah. This is going to be difficulty four. No. Why did I ask? Um, just a reminder. Uh, I believe miles Vanderbuck was actually at three hunger due to some failed rolls last time. Oh, but I, I, I licked the blood. I licked. The, I licked. The oh, blood. everybody! This is our sidekick. Uh, our sidekick and co-host. You mother. <laughs> um, uh, what's your name again? Underling. This is our. This is our um, rules uh, lackey, Clint. He's kind of like my ghoul. Deeply like hurtful. Thank you, Clint. No. I live in the you shadows. I'm a Nosferatu. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Thank you. I, and he has obfuscated. How'd you do? I'm so bummed. I got three successes, but the result is still a failure, right? I mean, oh, it says result failure. Right. And, and, you know, in my defense, this is a really bad situation for you to be in. And, like, kind of telling them you need to let me help you. Like, I have connections right now. You know, it was it was a really steep hill to climb. Um, sure, sure. Miles Vanderbuck. Uh, but but uh, that was an admirable try. Miles, what are you uh, going to do in this situation? Uh, well, I said, uh, I uh, Miles, he speaks up. And he says, yeah, I mean, listen, I, 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 I would have killed him if I could, but I didn't. And my question I got to ask all you freaks is how well do you know the man that you sent up before that long-haired, greasy-ass, cruel-looking mother? <laughs> um, Adelaide laughs, and she looks back at, like, Church Jackson and the other uh, vampires you talked to last time, and she goes, does anybody understand what he's talking about? The goth kid. The goth you kid. Said, you it was him. Green-haired. They all shake their head. No, and then... She looks you into the eyes, Miles Vanderbuck, and she says, get down on your knees and put your hands behind your back. Oh, God. Um, what I need you to do when she does that is you need to roll your intelligence plus resolve. She's going to roll her dice pool, and we're going to see what happens. All right. Um, oh, wow. Okay, great. This is like my, my strong suit. Eight. I did get brought down to one hunger, by the way. I remember it because I licked the blood off the boy's neck. I remember it, too. It happened. You're at one hunger. And what's the difficulty, my friend? Sweet storyteller. Um, you, this is a contest. So I've r- rolled a, a pool for uh, Adelaide, who is using some sort of vampiric mesmerism on you. And okay. you uh, specifically dominate uh, one. And you are rolling to resist it. Unless you want to. No, I want to resist it. I want to like okay. have a pain pop out. Damn it! No, I've faced tougher adversaries in the union. Um, we've got a. Uh, I have four. 
successes result success. Oh but wow! I don't know what result success. Um, holy shit! So, um, she tells you to do that, and you you feel your body trying to do it. You feel like um, like uh, the parts of your brain that don't think, like the medulla oblongata, like. It's trying to make your knees buckle under you, but you just sit there going like, ah, and you don't give into it. Wow. <laughs> I say, out of the struggle, I say, you first. Because <laughs> didn't she say, <laughs> get on your knees and hold your hands behind your back? Yeah. She says, you first. Um, Ice cold. Uh, <laughs> Church Jackson, um, that's the guy who was asking what were the rules you'd have for a vampire society. He's like a really buttoned up black guy in like a yeah. 70s, slightly 70s suit. He says, uh, get out of the way. And he pushes Adelaide aside. And he's like, look, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. We need to ask you some questions and do some investigation. So will you come along quietly or do I ask my men take you in by force we can ask questions you can ask questions but i'm not taking orders from anybody i'll take orders i comply <laughs> all right he's asking you to join him to go down back downstairs he wants to get everybody out of the prince's chambers as i exit can i have a glancy glance at that urn uh, you just absolutely to... can take a glancy glance at that urn will you so so it looks like um uh, it's a very old urn. It, if you recall last time, uh, I believe it was Jen who pressed a button under the desk and sort of a bookcase, a bookcase slid out of the way and we saw an old urn there in the prince's private chambers. And uh, what I want you to do is you're looking over at this urn and what are you trying to find out or do you want any information at all? I guess I wouldn't know much about it, but I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't have a gander and see if I could, if there's anything about it, I could try to commit to memory so I can look it up later, or if there's anything about it that seems familiar to me. Great. It looks very old. It's made out of kind of a brown clay or plaster or something like that. It's got, um, you know, uh, really uh, kind of um, Middle Eastern looking symbols kind of like carved into the side, like someone did it with like a stick or something a very long time ago. But I want you to make a wits plus craft or Wits plus occult roll at difficulty three. Wits plus no craft, no occult. Okay, so it's just going to be. Do you have academics? I would allow academics. I do have academics. Wits plus academics at difficulty three. What's your dice pool for that? That would be four. Well, it would be three and then one hunger. Okay. Give it a shot. Difficulty three? Yeah, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Why not? Who knows? It could work. Failure. It didn't work. Okay. So um, how many uh, failures did you roll? Um, I I rolled one. I rolled two. Two failures Failures. and one success. Is that right? Well, let's see. It says difficulty three. Especially no. Success is one. Critical zero. Result failure. And the the two, there's a four and a three that are red. Yeah. Those are the fails. And then you... So do you want to try using your willpower to uh, re-roll uh, the fails? That sounds great. So uh, this is another rule I should, I should cover really quickly. You guys have a willpower rating. You can take off a point of willpower 
and then oh. re-roll the dice that failed in your dice pool. Okay, so I would go down from four to three. Um, you would, you you would, yeah, you would roll three more, the three dice that failed over again, and willpower. And I would lose the back. willpower, and you it would does come back, willpower, but temporarily. Okay, yeah, sure. So I would just roll. Um, would I roll my willpower? So would I roll? No, no, roll the same dice pool again. But it, remember, you already had one success. So you keep that success, and then roll three. Roll, roll the three that are left over that failed. So then I would do two in the dice pool and one hunger. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got one success. Okay, so you got two successes. Okay, all I can tell you okay. is that you, well, I'm going to give you two options. Okay. Uh, you could succeed at a cost right now, meaning that you could succeed, but something bad's going to happen or some kind of negative effect is going to happen. Or okay. I can just tell you what your two successes gets you. How important do we think this urn is? I mean, it was hidden by a special button. That's up to you. Uh, do you have a sleight of hand pilfering skill? <laughs> are you a, sure are you a secret magician? Oh, I should say that it's, you know, it's about half the size of your body. It's about three feet. Oh, yeah. oh she's okay. a big old urn. Uh, I'm playing fast and loose. I will, I'll take the success with the consequence. Okay, great. Uh, in order to kind of get a look at it, uh, Jen has to kind of break away from the other vampires and get up close to it for a second. And when she does that, she sort of like, she sort of is like, you know, she was kind of like, wait, oh, let, and she's, like, you know, she's a little bit uh, uh, bumbling in some ways. So in this particular case, as she gets up close and she sees it, she accidentally like knocks it over. No. And um, it hits the ground and shatters. But right before that happens, Jen is absolutely sure that whatever it's supposed to look like or supposed to be, this is a fake. Mm-hmm. It's a fake okay. made of cheap modern materials, but she has no way of articulating how she knows that except for how it felt right before she shattered it. Meanwhile, at the bottom of the U.S. Steel Building, um, <laughs> you've, been, you've been pounding on the glass for a little while. Yeah. Uh, what? What happened? What, what? What? Do you have anything else you want to try? Because I know what's about to happen next. If if you, unless you have something you want to try. Um. Normally, buildings like this have service entrances. I'm gonna I'm gonna dash around, clocking to see if that uh, kid is still lurking outside. Was he in an alleyway? Was he tucked um, next to the building? He was tucked next to the building, like. You know, the, the, the building has big, you know, uh, concrete steps that lead up to the main entrance. And he was kind of tucked down beside those steps, just right in front of the building. Okay. But if you're running around to the service entrance, I can tell you that that's no problem. Is that what you'd like to do? Yeah. Okay. So you run around the building and you're going through an alley and uh, you come to where you see like a big loading dock. And uh, as you get up to it, who steps out of the loading dock like flaps of plastic onto the dock, but Nixon and Bex, the yes. vampires who were kind of your, um, well, jailers earlier. Mm-hmm. Or abductors, yeah. <laughs> and uh, okay. Nixon goes, uh, oh, uh, what are you doing down here? I think you all need to get your house in order. <laughs> yeah, well, right now, you need to come back inside the house. Damn right I do. And Grab I need to go all back. the way to the top. 
Um, <laughs> right the top. All the way to the top, baby. Okay. <laughs> Don't you All right. It. So you're you're coming along with them uh, willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. So um, they bring you in, and uh, they you know they have to key into the elevator anyway. It might have been tough to get back up there without them, to be honest with you. Uh, eventually, you end up at the 60th floor where um, you are uh, you are with uh, Miles Vanderbuck, Jennifer Brown, and the rest of the gathered uh, vampires. And um, now uh, Miss Sonia comes forward. If we recall, Miss Sonia, she is the one that adopted Jennifer Brown as her child. She is uh, a type of vampire. Uh, you're not sure what breed or bloodline this is, but she is grotesque in her appearance. There's just something kind of dead about her jowls and her big, like, third and fourth chin. She's just like this old, roomy-looking creature. And, And she comes up to you and she's like, you have made a wise choice by deciding not to try to fight us. The gathered might here would instantly destroy you. Now, we need to talk, so follow me. And she goes over to a door, and she opens it, and she gestures for you all to enter. I go willingly. Yeah, give everybody a look and head on through. Um, As soon as, uh, Curtis, do you go in as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the second you enter, you uh, realize that you're in kind of a nondescript sort of... um, I don't know, like a boardroom or something like that. Uh, and um, once you're inside, the door slams shut and you hear a bunch of locks go. And uh, you hear her voice through the door going, I'm sorry, but we'll come back for you later. What the um, goddamn hell? I, I, I scream. And so wait, back me through the, we've been, we've been trapped in there. We didn't follow her in there. We we're now trapped in this boardroom. Well, she gestured for you to go inside. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, um I scream through the door. Uh, wait, don't you people know what's going on right now? You've all been, you've all been, you've all been hoodwinked. Um, you just hear Adelaide Ross sort of laughing through the door. <laughs> no, can I more? To hell with this. I'm getting out of here. And I look for windows. Yeah. Can, is there anything, or is it just sealed up tight? There are no windows. There is bad corporate art um, on the walls, you know, like, uh, you know, a London street. Um <laughs> You know, a sailboat on the Thames, you know, it's all London themed, which, you know, (laughs) London is about as far from Pittsburgh as you could possibly get. Um, And uh, you uh, do notice one thing, though, Uh, on the floor of this uh, room, there is a uh, body, Um, a girl Uh. laying on the ground. She's also in very cheap, tattered clothes. Uh, looks like she's been uh, on the streets for quite a while. Um, and she seems to be laying there unconscious. But her face has the warmth of a living uh, person. Do I have my phone on me still? Is that safe to say that I still have like a phone or something on me? Oh, that's very interesting. Well, they did. 
I don't think so, because I think that okay. when they took you guys uh, hostage in, in chapter one, they probably removed your phone. Um, okay. Um, and now here's what happens. We're going to feel the passage of time a little more quickly. The, the, suffice to say, the more you pound on these doors, the less response you get. And the walls seem very solid. So now, three nights pass. I need everybody to make a rouse check three times. So a rouse check is how vampires go under, and then they rise uh, every night. And that's what you guys are doing in here. There's no sunlight coming in here, so you're safe from that. But you need to roll uh, the die three times. And uh, let me know um, if it's under six each time. So let's start. Because under six means something happens. About six or above, you're okay. So let's start. start with three, one die three times. One die three times, and tell me how many times it comes up success. Are you doing Curtis first? Yes, that's right, Curtis. Uh, okay, hold please. And that would just be one in dice pool, right? Um, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we don't, if we're locked in this in this one room with just us for three nights, we're I probably got, maybe going a little crazy too. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> I man. fucking hate being in a cage, man. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's uh, two failures, one success. Oh, okay. So I actually wanted you to make three rouse checks. So that would just be like rolling the die three times. So you say you you, you um failed you, the first one, failed the second, succeeded the third. Okay, your hunger has risen to three over the course of three nights, Curtis. Uh, now let's do Jen Brown. Okay. Total failure. Total failure. Success. Okay. So failure, failure, success. Jen Brown, your hunger goes up to three. Um, Miles Vanderbuck. I had a success, a failure, and a success. Uh, okay, Miles Vanderbuck, your hunger is at two. Um, this girl, over the course of three nights, she keeps it kind of turning and going like, uh, uh, and you feel like she is on the edge of death. And as you watch her kind of turn and sweat on the floor, you get very, very hungry. Um, is anybody taking any action regarding that? I start, I, I'm gonna start chewing on my uh nails <laughs> just okay to give myself something else to chew on i find myself just <laughs> watching the pounding of the blood in her neck and forehead it's just you can see the blue veins standing out in the wrists <laughs> just, yeah you're just watching the blood pump its way erotically through the canals of her neck let's put something over her and i'm gonna look for like a blanket or something so i can drape it over her um yeah you know there's actually kind of like a uh a cheap kind of like tapestry kind of a uh thing oh, that no. you can rip down and like throw over her do you want to do that is there a window behind it there is no window behind okay. it <laughs> all right uh yes i will do that i'm gonna rip down the tapestry and, and throw it over her okay now she has this like bad cloth like you know, I don't even, it's some kind of design, you know, it's like modern art design, but it's like laying over her. Um, maybe that helps you guys uh, not think about her laying there. What about you, Miles Vanderbuck? Any kind of reaction to 
uh, this person who's uh, sitting there uh, all warm and delicious right in your presence? Look, guys. You either come to grips with reality or you don't. We're vamps, okay? Vampires like Twilight. We got well, will you stop talking about Twilight? Yeah. <laughs> My daughter loves those books. I know she does. Well, you talked about the last three days. The point is you either face the truth or you deny it. But we don't have to eat humans, right? We don't have to be like them. I don't we know. Can find that something for else. Sure, but I'm pretty sure you do. God damn it. <laughs> can I look? You, can eat, you been... can eat animals with everybody, would just be eating McDonald's. <laughs> there's got to be a way that you could, been... that you could uh, maybe just have, maybe just have like a little taste without, without killing somebody, right? Between the three of us, she's already dying. She's probably got some Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. That quarantine was a year ago. It's 2021, man. (laughs) Actually, it's 2019. So you guys are like, it's theoretical. Oh, she's got, she's just got SARS. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, there have been, during this three days, any sort of scattering of creatures. This is kind of a sketchy place, right? Would there have been mice? Would there have been... Oh, right. not up here on the 60th floor of the U.S. Steel Building. Right, it's very high. Around. Never mind. Okay. It's not It's not a vermin-infested uh, space. Here's what I'm going to okay. say. If people are resisting the urge right now, then I will allow it. Um, is anybody giving in? Make a call. I, I, think, I think Curtis would give in. I don't know. It's like... I, 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 pull, I pull Curtis to the side. I said... <laughs> I had some. I had some a few days ago before we got to this this beautiful building. I'm not telling you. Grab you by the colors. It's goddamn glorious. <laughs> I don't know if I've got the stomach to, you know, kill her, but I'll taste her. I'll taste her real good. <laughs> I know. I want you so bad, but I I know, man. From just listen. Just can, one little taste is all. Can I like? Can I make a like a perception check to like see if his like teeth are coming out? <laughs> oh, actually, well, you don't need to make a perception check. They are. His I just don't, My God, Curtis. <laughs> so, <laughs> while all this is happening, suddenly the door to the room flies open, oh, okay. and a body <laughs> is pushed inside. Another. This body falls forward into the room um, and there is blood gurgling, splashing out of its neck. And you see Nixon and Bex behind it laughing. And Nixon says, you need to eat leeches, eat up! (laughs) Uh, And the eyes that meet yours from this body that's falling into the room are the eyes of the young man you saw (gasps) in the shadow of the stairs beneath the building. The man who saw you float down from the 63rd floor and he is now sitting in the room going (laughs) and blood is splashing out of his neck and now I need everybody to make a willpower roll. So I'm down to three, is that right? That willpower roll needs to be modified by, you can add a little bit of your humanity to it. You can add a one third of your humanity. So if you guys have a seven humanity. I, I'll tell you what, Jared, can I say this? You can. I would, my instinct is to put this poor bastard out of his misery. 
Yeah. I want to just clock them, not really fully realizing that I have some new ability called lethal body. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to really get them and then maybe this might kill him. You want to grab this guy, use wanna, lethal body on I him. I want to like, yeah, punch, punch through his brain, <laughs> but not, <laughs> but not intentionally. You Miles know, is just already, trying to subdue him, but I'm trying to see if I can discover that I have this ability. Okay. I understand. Um, you do realize he's already bleeding out of his neck and everything, right? Yeah, but he's freaking out. I mean, I'm still a human being. Sounds good. You're um you're putting him out of his misery, so to speak. Yeah. Give me an unarmed. But, I, but, I'm, but his intent is just to like. <laughs> judo judo. Give me an unarmed attack roll, and the way you're going to do that is you're going to roll your strength plus your brawl. Okay. Oof. And because you are using, or for the first time, your um your lethal body power, a potent discipline, you will do aggravated damage to this mortal. Great. Oh God, he's going to explode. Dif- What's the difficulty? Well, he's not going to defend. He's going to sit there um, sp- uh, spilling blood. He's trying to hold the blood into his neck. The difficulty is um, usually it would be a contest, but in this case, you just need a success. Jared, should I test every time I see blood? Oh, that's a good point. Because you hate the side of you hate yes. the side of blood. So yes, you you should you should roll your. Um, I think that you should roll your your willpower first, just for your phobia, and then for this frenzy that you guys are in because you're so hungry. So first, roll for your phobia, then roll for the frenzy. But first, let's handle what Miles is doing, and we'll oh. go straight to that. Success. How many? One success. Please describe to me how you rip this guy a new one. Well, I guess Miles' intent is just to be like seeing this guy freak out and he'll just clock him to knock him out so he winds up and decks him. But then he's unbeknownst to him. His head. <laughs> um, that's right. Yeah, his head flips all the way around. And Jesus he falls Christ. to the ground and he's losing, oh. a lo- he's losing a lot of blood. Um, and Jesus, don't let it go to waste. I, I just, I just kind of like catch the falling body, and I can't help myself. I start lapping away. Okay, drinking and slurping it all up. It's already cut. I just start okay. tasting the precious icor. Um. Okay. So the uh, does uh, Vanderbuck do that as well? Does he begin feeding as well? Yeah, he has a momentary moment of guilt and then just, uh, you just gotta lick it. <laughs> and you got two boys, two, two miles of curses, two grown men, one of them over 60, you just slurping and sharing this neck. Suck it. Um, I just that, wanted to suck it. I wanted to fucking suck it for a minute. Come on. Guys. Come on, I'll give you a fucking cheeseburger. First of all, I do want to mention to the stream that this will contain mature content. And two, (laughs) be careful. You might be being, it's getting too sexy. And I think people at home will log off the stream to go, you know, get a release. Uh, Uh Jen Brown, how did you do? Oh, I've been edging Uh, this whole time. So I, when I saw the urn that took away my willpower, has my willpower returned in the three days? Or is it? Um, yeah, on. it has. You got your one point of willpower back, so you can okay. roll your. And I, I believe there's actually, yeah, yeah. 
Yes, okay. absolutely. Is there a difficulty on this on this fainting roll, or is it? Um, yes, in this case, since it's such a crazy example of like blood spraying at you, uh-huh. it's a difficulty of three. Okay. Failure. Okay, great. So she can't stand the sight of it and she's turning around, but at the same time, she's rolling her willpower plus, let's say, her immunity seven. So one third of that would be two. She's wearing, she's rolling her willpower plus two to resist this kind of frenzy. So that would be six or five dice pool and one hung. Oh no, my hunger is higher, isn't it? Um, I yeah, rolled that last one incorrectly then. I think it's at um, three. That's okay. That was just okay. a willpower roll to kind of react to your phobia. So I think it'll be okay. Um, but um, yeah, roll your willpower plus two. Willpower plus two. So that's six. Mm-hmm. So then I have three hunger, right? Mm-hmm. So that's three and three. Difficulty or just standard? Difficulty of this is going to be a three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three is across the board. All right. Failure. Oh. Failure. Okay. So Jen Brown doesn't want to look Join at it. It's like really, really <laughs> tough for her to look at it. Um, and what happens is she turns back to the other girl that's been laying there the whole time. The girl who isn't spraying blood out of her neck. The thing that <laughs> Jen Brown is afraid to look at. And I'm, I'm afraid to say she she goes into she feeds she drops onto the girl her she feels the beast inside her well up her fangs extend for the first time ah and it's like painful as they sprout out of her gums and she bites down and as long as she keeps her eyes closed she can imagine she's drinking a fine wine or or having a a, a really good glass of her favorite i don't know her favorite liquor. Um, um, you guys now need to tell me whether you are feeding and killing the person or if you're trying to pull away at some point. Pull away. Pull away. Pull away. Okay. So I want willpower rolls again. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not pulling away. I'm pulling going for it. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Remind, I just rolled my total willpower and... Um, just roll roll my your total willpower and the difficulty now that you've been drinking. You're, you're just trying to pull away now, and your difficulty, I think, Ross, will just be two because you know you've gotten a you've gotten a taste now. Some of your hunger has been alleviated. In fact, Ross Curtis Krieger can alleviate one hunger. Um, mm, good. Go down to hunger two. Um, that was a, that was a success. Vamp- Vampire techno is playing. Uh, <laughs> that was the success. Okay, great. So you got two successes, right? Um, yeah, correct. Difficulty two. Okay, great. So you pull away, and one hunger is alleviated, and you like you know you you steal yourself, and you don't drain uh, the the young man completely. But he's as good as dead. I mean, Miles is just like just ripping him to pieces. Miles, oh, I drained that young man. <laughs> Miles, because you're drinking until the guy is dead, uh, which you helped do by by breaking his neck, you can go ahead and alleviate all of your hunger. Mm. But I believe we're going to see if your humanity goes down. Oh, there's a humanity score? Yes, you have one on your sheet. Um, yep. Next to willpower. Uh, oh, wow. Does it go away forever? Um, uh, let's see. Oh, no. Actually, what we're going to do Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a stain. You uh, you drank an innocent person until they were dead after also breaking their neck. I think that's, 
<laughs> pretty awful. Yeah, give me so, a stain. Yeah, your stain mean that means you would mark like the other end of the humanity sheet, and eventually your stains start to affect your humanity score and stuff like that. But right now you're going to get a stain. Um and Quint, where do I write it down? You know, just make a note anywhere, but um basically you have the humanity score and you're you should be able to check from the other side of that humanity box. Maybe not on that PDF. Well what I can I can like circle it or so I can make it Yeah, circle it, do something to let you know. So you know the, the humanity score goes up to seven, but then on, then there's like a couple dots left on the other side. Mark one of those as a stain. And Jen Brown. Yes. Oh, yes. How, uh, do you want you you're drinking from this woman? Do you want to continue or do you want to stop? I want to pull away. Okay, give me a willpower roll. So am I so then my willpower is four. Is my hunger alleviated at all, or am I rolling three hunger die? Yes. So so far you have alleviated one hunger. And you so need doing a roll it. willpower difficulty two to stop feeding on this woman altogether. Okay, twos. I failed. Okay, you failed. Oh my god, Jen Brown. Delicious. You keep drinking. No, you Jen, keep stop. Drinking. But Jen Brown is a thin blood and she's a little closer to humanity than other vampires. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm going to give her one more chance. If she would like to stop one more time, she can try it. Willpower roll, please. Okay. Oh, she's going to be so fucked up if she kills this person. All right. Um, <laughs> bestial failure. Oh my god. Yeah, I want to see it. No. Okay. Know what happens? Jen Brown, not only do you feed until you're completely slaked. Oh, by the way, Miles Vanderbuck and Jen Brown now have zero hunger. The only way you can get to zero hunger in this game is by killing someone. Uh by extinguishing their life. Miles Vanderbuck and Jen Brown have just done that. So they are at zero hunger. But Jen Brown, when you awaken from a second from the reverie of feeding, you look at yourself and you're completely covered in blood. And we're going to end this particular scene with you guys in a badly decorated uh, boardroom. And Jen Brown is covered in blood, just screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Full carry. That's the end of the scene. We're going to take a five-minute break, okay? Five-minute break, and then we're going to come back, and there's going to be a part two to our part two, and it's big, baby. So five minutes, we'll be right back. Oh. Oh. Does Clint come on and juggle? Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I'm here. Uh, Yeah, I will stay and uh, have a little chat with the... um, comment section if anybody has any questions about what we're doing if anybody wants to go have a chat uh, with like the, are the people who made the game there doesn't the, the... yeah i think i see uh jason uh I'm jason are we okay are we doing it right are, are, do i are, need the approval of the, of the are we doing a good job father <laughs> <laughs> tell us father uh so uh first question is jen okay uh, decidedly no. not. Decidedly not okay. Really bad for her. <laughs> oh, not yeah. okay. You also take a sustain on her humanity as well. This is a stain? Yeah, she takes a stain on her humanity as well. So if I put, so I would put, 
Here's oh, Jason. Can you see he it? Humanity. So would I put like a little check on one of these guys? Is that the deal? You got it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Uh, father says we are doing it right. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you. Daddy. Hey, you know what? When you're pretending to be vampires online, you can't do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. Great. Um, I've only gotten three texts from my wife saying, could you please not scream? So <laughs> <laughs> that's going good. I really did not, White Wabbit, I really did not think that Jen would murder an innocent so early in the uh, Chronicle. Fuck. I didn't think so either. I mean, yeah. shit rolls. Yeah. It happens, though. Vampires yeah. uh, degenerate quickly when, they, uh, when they're that hungry. She's so sleek and professional, and now she looks like Nicolas Cage at the end of Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, Jen is a thin blood, so I don't think that isn't it. Gangrels who, when they frenzy, get a bestial feature. Um, yeah. And if you call Curtis Krieger, you are a gangrel. But you, you did you fail your uh, role to not? No, you just you I fed. Yeah. yeah, you didn't really frenzy. You kind of stayed in control, so you're not gonna get the gangrel clan weakness which is every time they frenzy they get like hairier or or they get like ah. you know they get like more of like an animal like appearance to them sometimes they get like an animal smell or something cool. like that. <laughs> uh it's hard to be a veteran it's every first time interacting with this rpg um yeah it sort of is right i mean I I last it, time, yeah I played at Gen Con uh, with Clint a couple of years ago, but uh, this is our, for my first time running it. Yeah, I had a college roommate who had the old book from the that I like looked at in college, but never played. Yeah, I um, always thought Vampire was one of the games that was very larpy and not like sit around a table rolling dice. I feel like there were, there were like documentaries in the '90s about people who lived as vampires full time, and this was like brought up as part of that lifestyle. Uh, uh, pretty much all my role playing friends uh, back in the Midwest at the University of Michigan all met in a giant vampire LARP. Really? That I only played in once because I was scared. I was a fearful little boy, and everybody was too vampy for me. I would <laughs> but, what are the rules of a vampire now? LARP? I, I would have been scared years ago, but I would absolutely love to go to a LARP. Yeah, this, this is our gateway. Um, maybe, maybe we'll LARP this one day. Um, we know Miles looks like... I'm going to go Mopi. with strangers. Wait. Oh, great. Yes, Ross is uh, oh. an incredible artist. Yeah. Oh, that's the kind of you. <laughs> yeah, your, your drawings of our characters were so great. Oh. I love them. Uh, I've got a lot see. of time on my hands these days. Who plays your characters... <laughs> Who plays your characters in the movie version of this? Yeah. Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Hmm. Oh, I know. God, what's that guy's name? This this won't help unless people. Hmm. Who always plays vets? What's that actor? Um... How old is he? It could be Paul Dano. He's, he's thirty three. Oh, yeah, but that's a Paul Dano. If you could want. be, yeah. If he's not, is he a brawny vet or like a? I think he's a wiry vet. Yeah. So, uh, what my very good friend, Mark Wise, who was a key member of this giant vampire LARP that I mentioned, is in the chat. He says, uh, we, they do rock, paper, scissors in a LARP, just so you know how they do challenges. Uh, Ashley? 
It's true. Oh, okay. And there's a lot more running Thank around you. in public, and uh, <laughs> um, we're gonna do it. We're gonna once 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 the pandemic's over, we're all LARPing. The idea, <laughs> the idea hey, of having to embody a vampire, but then in every contest you have to play rock paper scissors is <laughs> like so precious. I love it. In my head, I mean, my head, I think Curtis kind of looks like a young Garrett Dillahunt at his most. Ooh, I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, I think Jen looks like a younger and less hot Grace Park. Sure, oh, sure, sure. Great. Yeah. Like a Grace Park that hasn't taken care of herself or showered in it. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. What do you say, guys? Has it been five minutes? I think we should get back into it. We still have a lot of story to go. All right. That's my cue. Goodbye. Bye, Bye. Claire. Thank you, uh, uh, chat room, for the questions. And we'll answer more when the game is over tonight. Okay. So um, here's the next thing that happens. Um, everybody, we're going to jump ahead a little bit in time. Uh, a couple hours uh, go by. Dawn comes again. Everybody goes into uh, their restful uh, vampiric sleep. And then I need one rouse check, the last one tonight, I promise, uh, from each of you. So just roll a single die and tell me how it comes up. Total failure. Okay. So you were at zero hunger, Jen Brown. Now you have one. Okay. Success. Success. You're fine. Yours does not change, and neither does yours, Miles Vanderbuck. As the door swings open, and you're looking at a 40-something woman who has, like, a pile of binders near her. Um, she has, like, a very officious kind of, like, I'm a ball buster kind of a vibe to her. Um, she does have the, the pink of a living person uh, about her face. Uh, and she says, hi, nice to meet everybody. I'm Elaine Wozniak. Hi. Oh, I won't shake your hand. I'm sorry. You know what? Let's get something to clean you up, honey. And she uh, gestures for someone outside the door to go get something. And then a couple minutes later, some of those cool like bartenders and uh, servers you saw the other night come in with yeah, with the little tattoos on the back of their neck or like under their eye or on their wrists. They come in and they bring you know wet wipes and I don't know washcloths and all these things, and they kind of hand them to Jen. Uh, the rest of you are probably also covered in blood. So she's like, <laughs> go ahead, clean yourselves off, you know? Um, I'm Elaine Wozniak. I said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do we know that name? You do not. You've not met this person before. Okay. I'm thinking of the, the famous Wozniak, but yeah. I, I just Googled it. Googled to see if that was his, his wife. It's not Steve Wozniak's wife. This is a different <laughs> Wozniak. Jim Brown would have been like, Glee, hello. <laughs> Supreme. What if the entire game was sort of this really kind of sideways critique of uh, tech companies? Um, <laughs> no, no, this, this is, is a, our pitch for the Silicon Valley sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, she's watching you guys. Do you clean yourselves up? Yeah. Uh, yes, but with like, no, like dead eyes and like sort of staring at the ground and not even really looking where I'm cleaning. So she waits for you guys to say something and, uh, there's kind of an awkward beat and she goes, okay, so I suppose I should tell you why I'm here. Um, I'm here to prep you for your adjudication. Um, and I will be the one representing you, 
uh, at the adjudication. Um, this is a big one, huh? A lot has happened the last couple nights. Um, basically, uh, the Ventru Archon, uh, one of the Ventru Archons is on his way uh, here. And uh, we only have one night to uh, sort of prep a defense for you um, that proves that uh, you did not murder the Prince of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I can't believe I, I just said that sentence out loud, but that's the situation we're in. So as soon as you feel uh, psychologically up to the task, I think we should uh, sort of blue sky some options, maybe, you know, uh, throw out some brainstorms and figure out how we're going to get you out of this pickle. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, you should know that we we didn't kill anybody. Sure. I mean, it doesn't matter to me whether you did or not. I'm just supposed to, uh, you know, uh, represent you. You're telling me in this entire in this entire building, you don't have you don't have cameras or anything up there? Oh no, 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 no. Uh, in fact, uh, the Camarilla very specifically frowns on electronic surveillance. Um, that could horribly damage the masquerade. So. There are no cameras anywhere in this building, uh, including in the prince's private chambers. So all you got to go on is our word. Yes, I'm afraid right now it's uh, your word versus the circumstantial evidence. And I must let you know that in a vampiric court, um, circumstantial evidence can weigh quite a lot. (laughs) Oh, you look like you've had quite a time. Uh, Can I take Curtis aside? And I ask him, hey, uh, what about the, the guy, the, the long-haired fellow? Did he, he, did you find his body? Is he outside? Was he outside? When he hit the ground, he turned to a pile of ash, blew away in the wind. There's nothing left of it, more the prince or whatever the fuck. They, they're both gone. They're both gone. Dead. Can I ask Elaine, what happens if we lose? Um, well, that's up to the Archon, uh, Archon Fideli, but uh, likely you'll be destroyed uh, at the next sunup. This organization you got here, what you call it, the Camar- Camarilla? That's correct. And this guy was your prince? Well, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, then uh, I just got one question for you. What do you know about the... I kind of glance at them to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. Anarchs? Yes. So uh, let me see here. And she pulls out a bunch of papers and she's like, yes. So I, 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 what I understand is that you guys were uh, pulled from the clutches of an anarch cell. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Ask, uh, ask uh, what are their names? Fucking Deep Tech and <laughs> Sub-Zero. What are those guys' names? Oh, Nick- Nixon yeah. and Bex. Yeah. Nixon. Kano and Sonya Blade. Yeah. <laughs> Ask them what? They rescued us. I mean, that's that's the truth. We we were abducted by anarchists, but they were the ones that saved us. Well, it says also, I mean, that, that uh, you know, you uh, personally, Miles, showed a lot of um, reticence to uh, to kind of sign up with the Camarilla when you were uh, when you were rescued. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, it's like this. Um, we have, you know, approximately, uh, oh, I don't know, eight hours uh, to come up with something. Um, uh, I mean, I can do my best without you, but uh, uh, you have been given 
uh, freedom to move about uh, the 60th floor here. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to think of any uh, kind of um, strategy we have to prove to these people that you are not the ones who killed the prince. Let me it's ask you, this was the act. Oh, go ahead. Let me ask you, this was the act. I'm listening. Those two. Nixon and whatever. How many? They brought us in here. We weren't That's the only right. ones. There was a fourth. Does it say that in your little pile of papers? Um, let me see. Uh, yes, it says that. Uh, yes, Aaron was his name. He uh, he was destroyed by Nixon and Bex, uh, who took him uh, downstairs after he broke Elysium Protocol. Just. That, 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 that's, that ain't true, though, because he was in that room upstairs when we got there. Damn straight. So you got to be questioning the people that were supposed to be looking after him. <laughs> um, she said, that's very interesting. Very interesting. So are you saying that they are lying? This uh, Nixon and Bex? I'm saying that they're lying. I'm just saying that maybe they got lied to because this Aaron or whoever wasn't just some jerk off the street. Um, so if, just to kind of review, so we all remember and are on the same page, um, Aaron uh, was a, a goth kid who kept just crying the entire time after he had been embraced and turned into a vampire. And he was brought up here with the rest of you guys and uh, went to the party. But at one point, he seemed to have been pulled out of the party. He was playing uh, awesome. Yeah. And later, when you got up to the prince's chambers to have an audience with the prince, uh, he was up there. The window was broken. The prince was ostensibly at, had fallen. And, uh, and he was there, and he was acting very differently. And he asked if he would like to join the Anarch movement. So right now, his, his location from the time – and Elaine's saying this. So you're saying his location from the time he was dragged from the party – so the time you claim to have met him in the prince's chambers is in question. And he was supposed to have been taken out by Bex and uh, Nixon. Is that correct? That's correct. That's exactly correct. Interesting. But how do we prove that? Well, why don't you ask, why don't you ask him, why, why don't you get Groom Elder, whoever that laughing chick is, to do her, her mind tricks on them instead of trying to do it on me. Fuck gotta work. Is there any sort of vampire around here that has any ability like that to sense when someone's lying? Um, the uh, she's like, well, uh, vampires uh, that make up this uh, government have many different powers. Um, I'm familiar with some, but not all of them. Um, Oh, the Germans. And, and at, that moment, <laughs> at that moment, a huge plane goes right by the U.S. Steel Building, <laughs> but it is involved in an entirely other adventure in another role-playing stream. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Doesn't have anything to do with us. Okay. So, um, so basically, um, she says, uh, so, she, you know, uh, the thing about powers in this game, or at least in my chronicle, is that everybody doesn't go, ah, yes, you're using potence one like people don't really know them that way sometimes if a vampire is going to teach another vampire a power he might have a little name for it or he might be aware that it's a technique but 
Elaine Wozniak is a ghoul and she does not have a comprehensive list of all the powers that everybody has. Hmm. She says, but there are people here in Elysium who um, might know more than I do. Well, I I hope you know exactly where, uh, I can't remember their names, Deep Deck and Sub-Zero are. I don't know why. Bex and Nixon. I hope you know where Bex and Nixon are. I hope you haven't let them run away. They're the ones who brought me up here. That was fucking days ago. Bex and Nixon work for the sheriff. If we could talk to him, uh, maybe we could make sure that they were available for the adjudication. And, uh, well, we could ask them some difficult questions. Let's talk to I think we were going to have a fair trial, then we should probably do that. Can I um, kind of take Elaine off to the side a little bit and say... Um, there was a doctor. I'm not with them. <laughs> uh, there was a doctor. Can I just go? Will you just let me know? Uh, there was a doctor that I was speaking to during the party, and I, I need to speak to him again. Do you, do you know who I'm talking Orman. about? Yes, Dr. Yeah. Orman. He's the Tremere primogen, um, which is a representative. What does that mean? Well, it means he's the representative of his clan here uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, the head representative of his clan and of his chantry. Um, I could contact him for you. You want me to bring him here? Please. Very well. I will talk to uh, Churchwell Jackson about Bex and Nixon, and I will also try to summon Dr. Orman. Now there is the uh, small matter of uh, my payment. Um, So, uh, uh, I am a freelance uh, retainer, um, and I generally um, accept uh, one drop uh, uh, for a day's, uh, excuse me, night's work. Um, so who will be making the deposit? Wait, what does she want? A drop? A drought. A drink. Oh, I forget that you're new. I want to drink one of your blood. I want to drink from your wrist, or you could pour it into a glass. I I don't care, but um, it will be. Do vampires drink other vampires? <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a vampire. I um I'm a ghoul. Um, I'm independent. Uh, and if you I'm want me to do this work as your litigator, I will need to be paid. My name is Elaine Wazowski, and I'm a ghoul. Yeah. Oh, my name is Elaine <laughs> I'm a ghoul. I've been a ghoul for seven years now. Um, I'm actually 12. <laughs> Anytime anyone says ghoul, I I only think of Fallout. Do you see <laughs> how youthful I look? She doesn't look sure. youthful. That's due to the power of the blood. Now, who's going to be offering payment? Okay, well then I can do nothing for you. Are we done here? You just can you what do you guys please just God damn it, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> what do you want it now or when? I need it now before I do tonight's work. Jesus Elaine, Christ. uh also one more thing. Before you, you drink your eyes blood. get a little crazed. <laughs> before you drink his blood, can I also get a laptop? Can I have access to a laptop? I'm afraid not. No, they won't allow any technology here for you. Uh do are you, you ready? have a laptop? Um, out of her, um, out of her case, she pulls a small knife and hands it to you, Vanderbuck. One second, one second. 
Do you have a laptop? The lady wants to check her goddamn email. Yeah, fine, I'll get you a laptop. <laughs> yes, I'll get one for you, okay? All right, uh, all right, all right. Great. Connect to the internet. Grab the knife. Okay. Give it a nice cut. Ooh, doggy. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, you need to make a route check, Miles Vanderbuck. Shit, okay. What's that one little dice? So one little dice for the little ghoul girl? Yeah, that's right. I'm going to make a willpower roll because the blood. Just for me. I failed. Yeah. Verfilm, yeah. by the way, I looked it up. It, it translates to roll the dice. It's pretty fun. Oh. Um, success. Success. Okay. You don't gain any hunger from this. You just give her a little bit. You just pour a little bit into her mouth. She is very polite about it. She's very professional. After like going like little, little, little for a second, she goes, <sighs> "Thank you." I'll get right on all this. She goes. She starts back and goes, "Smoking." <laughs> uh, Somebody stop her. Uh, alrighty, uh, alrighty then. And then uh, she walks out, and you guys can now go in there. Uh, yeah. But she says it, it might take an hour or two to summon these people here. Um, don't forget that laptop. Or, or, or get them to take meetings with you, but she will get them to do that. Um, and they will also bring you a laptop, although she did mention that it may be hindered in some way. They can't have you as a prisoner, like, writing Reddit and telling them to come rescue. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to sit down on a chair and put my head between my legs because I failed my willpower roll. Um, oh, great. Well, what I actually think is that you need to... Oh, yeah, sure. To, yeah, you need to, um, you need to, if you can remember, uh, for the rest of the game, I, you've had so many shocks. I need you to act out some kind of terrible, uh, you know, mental affliction. So I think okay. you're either, I think you're either, uh, very angry or very fearful and it's going to affect social interaction for you. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll remind you. Don't worry. I'll rem- I'm making a note. Okay, cool. Um, um, can so we're back in the room where the uh, where where all the, the room where it happened. Um, yeah. yeah, and you can go. Uh, yeah, is the I'm guessing that the window has been fixed. Is there anything different now about this room? Anything uh, missing? So that's good that you bring this up. So um, the room that you so the 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 sixtieth floor is where you met all the other vampires last time, where they chose to adopt among like you. The grand hall kind of the grand hall. There's a there's a big bar here. They are, we are are we by ourselves in this grand hall or are there other vamps? You are not by yourselves. You notice when you walk out into it um that there are guys in security uniforms uh kind of like milling about. Currently there's just two of them. Are there any, um, do I recognize one of those security boys from earlier and maybe that person was guarding the door that um, Bex and Sub-Zero went through with uh, Goth Kid? Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, let's see. I want you to make an intelligence plus awareness roll to see if you can remember what security guards were on duty and if these are the same people. And that's going to be a difficulty of two. Okay, where's okay? I got it. Intelligence plus awareness, difficulty two. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Hold on, and that 
that. Verhelm. Ooh, failure. Failure. Okay, so you're not sure. You didn't get a look, good look at these guys, and you're not positive that that's that this is who was uh, who you were dealing with the night because uh, uh, it's been a couple nights now. Sure, it could be um, a different staff. Um, the guy, the guy, the, the the guards that are here now, one looks like really slovenly, uh, even though he's in like kind of, and he's kind of like bulging out of like a uh, steel building security uniform. I mean, he has the badge and everything. He's like a security guard. He's got a big baton on his hip, but like he's like really unshaven. He's got like he looks greasy, um, and he just looks very slovenly. The other guy. Well, let me see if I can find it here. The other guy. Yeah. The other guy um, looks big and a little bit sunburned. Sunburned? Yeah. I mean, I don't mean like a vampire have, you know, burning under the sunlight, but these are obviously not full-fledged kindred. These are ghouls yeah. and cool, security cool boys. Both of them have these big batons on their hip, and they're kind of like just keeping an eye on you. Anybody else in the big hall? These are the only people? You can hear um, talk uh, from a, a directly opposite you. It looks like there's another pair of double doors that maybe leads into yet another um, conference room. Um, and you can hear talk from in there. I approach that door and see if I can hear what's going on on the other side. Um, sure. Um, let's see what is going on on the other side. Let's see. Question. Yeah. Does alcohol and drugs work on vampires the way it used to before they were vampires, or is it all bullshit now? Um, so it's just um, blood. It doesn't, doesn't work quite the same way. It, okay. Since you're thin blood, it might work a little bit more like that on you. But um, basically, they can feed from people who have taken alcohol or drugs, and they'll get some of the effect. But if uh, I just like chugged booze, no go. You, oh, I would like to see you try. You're not sure what would happen to your character if you did this, that. Is there alcohol in this place? This is like the bar party area, right? Interesting. They're, they're yeah. So looking at the bar, you do find that there is alcohol uh, in addition to a bunch of really kind of um, ominous uh, black bottles lined mm -hmm. up in uh, the fridge. Um, there is like, you know, regular wine, a very small amount for a big bar like this, uh, regular wine, whiskey, um, scotch, yeah, vodka. Okay. Jen's going to take the vodka and, and try to. Shut, 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 shut. <laughs> hey, hold on a second. Is that Dan Aykroyd's crystal skull vodka? <laughs> Uh, the fast. vodka of the paranormal <laughs> of the strange episode. Okay. She takes. She's gonna take some vodka. She's gonna yeah, take a shot of vodka. Swigging it. Give me a stamina roll. Oh, just your stamina. I think hmm. two. Are those both hunger? No, I have one hunger. And I just need. Yeah, and I just need. I just need you to uh, get one success on this. Failed. I'm failing every roll. Okay, so the second you drink it, Jen, you um, you just spit it back up. I mean, you even try to swallow it, and you just like vomit it. Like ah. Oh. So Jen is now Jen's having a really rough couple of nights. <laughs> right? Jen is like over at the bar. You guys, like as you're walking to that other conference room, you see her just like ah, oh, like gagging up oh. vodka. But then an odd thought comes into your head. Do you think you could get this down? 
if it just had just a little bit of blood in it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, when you're listening to uh, the, at the door, suddenly the security guys kind of walk over to you and the big sunburn one goes, hey, now, come on now. That's a private meeting. Oh, OK. No worries, pal. Yeah. I mean, you guys are fine to like walk all around here, but uh, you can't you can't go listening at doors, man. Hey, didn't realize it was a private fair. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, big hey, wigs are, the big wigs are in there, Buster. Say, were Janice, you here? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, let's go with Curtis. Were you here uh, a few nights ago and they had this big uh, fucking rager up here? Everybody was here. Yeah, I was working. Pretty messed up, right? I'll tell you what's more messed up is I got to be here and on my night off because y'all were playing hanky pank and causing trouble. You know, hanky panky going on. Trust me, brother, the trouble was done to us. <laughs> Texas transplant to hey. Pittsburgh. <laughs> were you working? Were you working the floor up here when uh when all that went down when they took us up there? I was. <laughs> yeah. You see anybody else go up there other than us? What? Well, uh, no, no. I mean, and not until everybody ran up there. But you remember that it was right after you killed the prince, uh, and the guy with him, the fat guy who looks looks kind of greasy, is like. Okay. Okay. Let's. That's enough. Don't go listening at doors, and uh, you know, don't cause us any trouble because we're really pissed. We have to be here, and we can bring the fucking holy hell, fucking vengeance of the bloodsuckers down on your head. Okay, that's what this is for. And he shows you a walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I grab I I I take Curtis by the shoulder. And I go. That's all right. That's all right. We're or we're going to the other side of the room. I see, Curtis, there's okay. two of them. There's two of us. We could kick them. I know you served, and, and I was a boxing champion from uh, when I was 19 to, uh, not a champ. I mean, amateur, I competed, you understand, for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, man. Even if we yeah. could. I'll go ahead. Even if we could take those two, what good is it going to do? They're going to fucking... Dumb as that walkie-talkie is, you bring more vamps down on us. Well, we gotta run. We what are we sitting here? What are we sitting here on trial for? What? We have a fucking Fire. chance to run. I could have left both of you up here. I could have shut down up, in there and taken off. God damn it! There was a method to this. If we were up there, if we if we were up there alone, then then they would have thought we murdered him anyway. Somebody had to do something so that they didn't destroy us, or he would have thrown us under the bus. Is the only way that we can possibly survive is if we took street justice right there, right then. All I'm saying is this might be our only chance to escape. Otherwise, we can go to goddamn vampire court and get hung or burned alive or God knows who. What else? What fucking escape is there going to be if they got eyes everywhere? If they got eyes everywhere, man. There's no hiding from these people. I have a cabin in Big Bear. <laughs> oh shit okay well let's go there the doors open what can i roll um, for the other trip to big bear <laughs> there is there's no way to get to big oh. bear from the here my friend right, um it? the doors open to the other conference room and you see that miss sonia is talking animatedly with church jackson um uh and uh she's uh, saying uh which means they're starting to poke their heads out of the barons and test us and he's like 
I'm aware of that. I'm a little busy with a couple other fires that I got to put out right now. Uh, and then they turn and they see all of you. Church Jackson walks forward and he's like, tomorrow it will all be over. Do you feel good about your chances? I go, fuck you. Because <laughs> I'm pissed. Because I'm covered in blood and I couldn't drink alcohol. <sighs> She's been having a rough couple of days. Yeah, believe it or not, so have I. And it's not the first time I've heard that tonight. <laughs> Excuse me, um, sir. He turns to you and his head is a little quick in the way he turns to you. Like there's just a little bit of something about him every once in a while. That's a feels a little on edge or like he moves a little too quick. How long have uh, Bex and the other one been a part of your organization? Uh, they've served under me for, and then he turns to Miss Sonia, who's just like standing there watching all of them. And he says, they've served under me for, uh, several years, four or five years. Is there any chance that they have some kind of connection with these, uh, anarchists? Absolutely not. And Miss Sonia, uh, leans forward and goes, I would say there's no chance of that. I keep a very close eye on everyone. Well, then, you must have kept a close eye on us when we were brought up to the penthouse and that greasy haired goth man went killed by him, but quit it. <laughs> he's spitting. It's classic Nick Nolte. He's frothing <laughs> at the mouth. He's red faced. Um, Miss Sonia is like, what are you talking about? We're talking about what happened up there. When we arrived, your prince was already ashes on the ground. I seen it with my own eyes. And that kid that they were supposed to take out and kill, he was standing there in the window. He just thrown him out. Um, Curtis here is a veteran. Support the troops. Miss <laughs> Sonia's eyes get big for a second and she goes, You'll have to excuse me. And as she walks away, in an instant, you kind of don't know quite where she went. And she's not a small woman. Um, <laughs> Church Jackson says, the ghoul lawyer told me, told me that you wanted to talk to me. So let's consider this your audience. What are you trying to tell me about Bex and Nixon? Just saying that either they didn't do the job they were sent to do or someone tricked them into thinking that they did because that kid made his way back up. Yep. Listen, I ran and you can also ask them if somebody was going to assassinate the, pr the prince and had a chance to get away like I did, why the fuck would they come back into the hornet's nest? Yeah. Roll an insight roll. Um, insight plus uh, wits. Uh, Curtis Krieger. It's very clear that Miles fully accepts and understands Curtis and doesn't know how to deal with Jen Brown. <laughs> they're, they're, they're very miles they're miles apart in terms of what they come from. <laughs> okay, um, I'm I'm rolling. I'm verfilming. Verfilming. Well, this uh, is happening. Can I say that I'm like closing my eyes and pouring a little bit of blood into the vodka? Oh, very. And starting to chug. <laughs> and where are you getting the blood from? I assume that's what those little vials are. Oh, in the that's fridge. absolutely right. 
Uh, and boy, I wonder what. We, okay, great. We'll come right back to you. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Two two successes for a success. Um, this guy, this guy, they may be his soldiers, but this guy doesn't like Bex and Nixon. Um, he's also suspicious of them. And mm. if you if you press right now, you're going to get something from him. Right. Seems to me that the people that I would keep close to me, I mean, when I'm backed into a corner with somebody, I like to know that somebody's got my back and they're going to do the job they're sent to do. Otherwise, everybody ends up getting hurt. So I don't know if you got a traitor in your midst or if you got somebody who can't get the job done. But one of those has got to be the case. Listen to me. Bex and Nixon have been a thorn in my side for years. They're supposed to be my agents as the sheriff of Pittsburgh, but they're always more loyal to their clans and their clan primogen. That's why I wanted a child. That's why I adopted you, so that I had someone who would be loyal to me and who could administer the law of the kindred the right way. So if you make a move against them tomorrow night, I'll support you. Okay. Um, Jen Brown, you have poured some wine. I mean, you poured some blood into the vodka and you're drinking it. Oh, no, you're rolling. Well, I'm trying to find out what kind of blood it is. So give me a second. Because there's all different flavors of blood. I should have checked. Yeah, I know. Okay. Interesting. Um, Here's what I'm going to tell you. You um, you take a little drought of the blood and you feel yourself like completely when you put it in the vodka, you're able to like really drink it down. And the second you do that, you feel like something, you know, warm inside and you feel like much more powerful and everything comes into a sharper focus for you. Huh. So what you have done is inadvertently <laughs> discovered for yourself. The wonders of thin blood alchemy. Um, Thin blood, when they feed, they sometimes develop spontaneous powers based on who they fed on, what that person's humors are. And your character now has a power that's ready to launch. Um, It could be the power that I've already put on her sheet, or it might be something else. So when you're ready to unleash that power, it's inside of you now, and you you just let me know, okay? Okay. Like cool. I said, it could be the thing on your sheet, or you could tell me, right now I need to run up a wall, or right now I need to lift a car. You tell me, and we'll see if we can make it happen. Okay. Ooh. All right. Chain lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to create a spirit dragon that destroys the room. Summon uh, <laughs> a fake creature. Probably stuff like that will be off limits, but things that vampires do will be very on on target. Okay. Um, so that is the end of that scene. Is is there any other areas you guys would like to investigate? I mean, there's this uh, there's this room here, uh, this uh, this boardroom, and you can see other people kind of still milling about inside of it. Or uh, there's the princess chambers up those stairs. Who knows if you'd be allowed up there? 
Um, or you can wait for your meetings to happen, or you can just tell me what you would do. Could I Mm. not to spend the power now, but why not? Maybe, I don't know if this is a thing that vampires can do. So is this an idea that like, if I use this power that I then have it and could potentially use it again at a later date, or is it a one use? With thin blood alchemy, when you use that discipline, you will develop certain formulas that you know always create a certain, that always give you a certain power. So you will always need to mix certain ingredients with blood, and then you will get that power. Um, but there's also the thing that thin bloods do is sometimes they just drink from people, and because of whatever that person's emotional state or the kind of the flavor of that person's soul, they just develop spontaneously a power that they only have for that night. Okay. So if I were to try, I don't know if this is a viable vampire power, but could I try to read the mind of someone that was in, that's still in the room where all the conversation was happening? That's really interesting. That's super interesting. Um, I'm going to tell you something. You, you can't read the mind, but Something develops uh, for you in this moment, okay? Okay. Um, you have drink. You've drank phlegmatic blood. That is the humor that you drank uh, out of the bottle. And you spontaneously manifest a power where suddenly you can hear all the way back in the conference room people that are whispering to each other. You can hear exactly what they're saying. Word Ooh. Um, and what you hear is you hear uh, Adelaide Ross. And she's talking to someone and she's saying like, well, I, I can't because they won't let me up there. They've never let me up there. That was the first time I had seen it. I'm, it's been off limits for me. Even Button wouldn't let me near it. But if I could go up there, I could know what happened. Well, okay, I'm going to slosh over to the boys and go... Um, I don't know what just happened. I heard the white-haired lady. I think some vampire shit happened, and I could hear her. And she said if she went up there, she would know what happened. Up up to the prince's chambers, or whatever the fuck it is. If we got her up there, she said she she was telling someone in there that she would know what happened. Sounds sincere, because I get a sense that ladies mostly talk. She wasn't talking to me. I could hear her. I had crazy super hearing. I can hear all the way into the conference room. You're drunk. Off that um, the second Miles talks, his voice is way too loud. And it Fuck. hits you in the head like a like you're being hit with a, like a horrible headache. Um, and a little bit of blood trickles out your nose. God damn it. Okay, you think I'm, you think I'm just drunk? Go in the corner of the room and whisper something. I don't even hear what she's saying because my eyes are looking at the nosebleed. <laughs> Chris, go huh? in the corner of the room and huh? say something, and I'll tell you what you said. I, 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 that, I, after everything else, no, I get it. I get it. So, so how do we get her up there? Isn't that something that that, uh, that 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 our that our lawyer could help us do? Oh yeah, that's or maybe true. Uh, me. I would never take. I would never take it on. No, no way. No how. You're just hearing voices that are upstairs right now, Jen. Yeah, Upstairs, like where the princess, the princess. Yeah, like I just I enjoy the taste of you know a steak too much uh, macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese. Uh, not to mention, 
I like to, uh, you know, have fun with the ladies. So Can I, like, close my ears? Does that help at all? Yeah, you turn it off. All the way off. If yep, I open my ears again. Off. Yep. It's just gone now? If I open my ears, can I hear them talk about steak again? You've kind of turned the power off. Oh, shit. But I will say that you have it for the scene. So if you want it again, let me know. But right now you were kind of like, I don't want to hear this. And then it stopped happening. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there anyone else in the room besides the people in the conference room? So in the conference room now, you can see, and it's like a, this is a big deep one with big giant windows uh, up here on the 60th floor. And you can see that Adelaide uh, Ross is all the way on the other side of it, uh, probably over a hundred feet away, whispering to um, a uh, very beautiful, very um, sort of, um, well, the sex is sort of unclear, um, Indian, a uh, person of Indian descent, uh, vampire, kindred of Indian descent. I'd like to listen to what that person is saying. Yes, but how does this help you? How does it help our agenda? Why? Why even offer? Adelaide shrugs. She says, you're right. Still, I'm sure there's a reason when it kept me out of there. I'm very curious. And now they start walking out of the conference room, up sort of the steps that lead out of this room uh, toward all of you. Hmm. Is that lawyer lady around? Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that, uh, Thomas, because right at that moment, I decide to bring in another character. <laughs> um, the elevators ding, and uh, Elaine Wozniak gets off the elevator with uh, Dr. Orman. Dr. Orman, the premier uh, that you met last time, uh, Jen chose not to become his adopted child, and uh, he really lost face in front of the entire gathered Elysium. So he's probably super, super happy about that. Uh -huh, right. um, Is this lawyer also carrying a laptop with her? <laughs> <laughs> She um, she uh, marches right up to you and says, uh, I brought what you asked for. Um, I'll set it up in the other room. Um, and Dr. Orman is here. Um, could I take the doctor aside? Um, certainly. Um, I sort of want to eat crow a little bit and say, I know uh, last night that you were disappointed. I was confused. I had just been turned. Um, I'm in a rough spot right now. I have the possibility of being destroyed tomorrow, as do my friends. I was hoping that maybe you could help, and in exchange, I will let you do the thing that you said you wanted to do. I think not. You embarrassed my chantry you embarrassed me i'm really sorry about that in front of the entire gathered host of kindred of the city no i think not i think that what i will do is petition to have your body delivered to me after you have been executed 
Yes, that is what I think I will do. And if you want help, you'll have to look elsewhere. Well, glad you came all the way out here, Doc, to just tell me that. Thanks a lot. Uh, and then I, I'm have, gonna... I have other business here. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. And then I'm going to go after Elaine to go to the laptop. Okay, great. Um, I got to say the hours are uh, going to start ticking by. So let me know what you'd like to do with the laptop. I'm going to produce the USB that I forgot that I had. And I'm going to stick it in and see what's on it. Uh, that is an incredible move. Um, when you do that, you, Thomas. you find a, uh, a big, a bit, you know, there's a lot of files in here. So, um, it's going to take you a couple hours. So I need you to do, uh, an ex a test with your computer. It's going to be intelligence plus computer. Um, yes. and in order, the amount of successes you get in this particular test is going to determine what I tell you, what you find. but. In the meantime, that that drive is in your possession, and you can you can do things with it. Can we also talk to Elaine about what we heard? I forget her name already. Elaine Wozniak. I, I, I'm on it. You told us that. Okay, that, great. That, uh, um, seems uh, so. Seems uh, there's circumstantial evidence against us. Um, yes, you were found at, found at the crime scene, and you are all known to have anarch tendencies. Anarch tendencies. In fact, you have anarch blood inside of you. <laughs> Ain't exactly our choice. Well, uh, that may be, but I will tell you that uh, having a, a certain flavor of blood inside of you can affect your actions. I'm sure you have found that to be true, at least by now. <laughs> I, I, a little snarl escapes me, and I'm like, <clears throat> and, uh, about this crime scene, anybody, I don't know, to coin a phrase, CSI, that sort of thing? CSI? Crime uh, scene investigated? Well, I assume the sheriff uh, made a study of the crime scene. Um, I mean, uh, he usually does. Um, yes, let me look. Um, yes, uh, he says uh, in his uh, findings that uh, all that is known for sure is that the prince who rarely leaves this building and hasn't for 20, 25 years, uh, is missing, uh, hasn't been seen in several nights, and that you were found uh, near uh, a window that had been shattered. Well, here's, here's me. Talking in exactly my strong suit. If I was going to plead my case, I'd prefer to have, oh, I don't know, some kind of visual aid or something. I mean, is, uh, where does this... Uh, court get adjudicated because if i'm gonna describe what went down which i assume a uh jury or judge would want to hear i'd like to do it in the room where it happened just so i can give everybody present a play-by-play -play about what went down when and exactly where in the place where it happened you know since it's a hundred feet above us and all he wants to be in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room. <laughs> Your daughter like that too? Your daughter like that too? <laughs> she says, well, that's, that's usually the, uh, the, the adjudication will uh, happen here in Elysium. Um, uh, 
not in the prince's chambers. I mean, you all will be chained over there on the dais, uh, and you will not be allowed to talk. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, for the sake of justice, that's something that you could petition to do on our behalf. If you called one of us as a witness, we could literally walk you through the events in the room where it happened. Where it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's something I could do. This is this is the laugh the laughing lady with No, this is our lawyer. But I'm trying to create a situation. Well, whatever. I I I raise up my wrist. (laughs) Um she pulls out her tiny knife and uh she cuts. And I'll need you to make a rouse check. She feeds off of you as well. Where did you get your goddamn law license? I actually lost my law license in 2004. Yeah. Oh, that is a total failure. Uh, okay, so you're going to gain a point well, of uh, hunger. Yeah. You're going to gain a point of hunger. Um, and uh, she is going to uh, file a motion to have the proceedings take place at the scene of the crime and she says it's strange but they might go for it okay um so uh where were we oh yes how did you do on your computer roll and now i'm going to unless anybody has any um any uh objections i'm going to let time pass that's a success just one how many should i do as many as i want you tell me how many successes you got, actually. How many dice came up over six? Six or above? Oh, shit. I just... Do you remember? No, I don't. That's okay. You were filmed out of there, didn't you? Here's what I'm going to tell you. I think that if you succeeded, you at least know this. The prince has been keeping um, detailed files on every coterie, which is a group of vampires, and every vampire in the Pittsburgh territory. You now know what the prince knew about all of these vampires, their abilities, any secrets he knew about them. And he must have known quite a bit because he is the prince. And, uh, you know, it's a (laughs) right. And he's probably not great with computers, seeing as how he was alive for the Revolutionary War. (laughs) Bless my soul. (laughs) You now have this information. and. What I can tell you is like we can uh, let a number of hours pass and you can ask me one question uh, about someone or something that's in the prince's uh, employ. And the hours are ticking by as this happens. Uh, Wisely, What do we ask? Can I consult with my brain trust? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Okay. We'll all be working together on this. What do you guys think? We should ask, who who and what should we ask about? What well, seems to me that the hinge point of this seems to me that the hinge point of this is uh, Nixon, in whom we've affectionately come to term Sub Zero. Um, <laughs> but Nixon and Bex lost, or were in league with, or were tricked by that kid who did kill the prince because we saw it with our own eyes. Mm-hmm. So if one of them has shall we say, anarchic tendencies, that might be something that would be to our benefit. Okay, so we only get to ask about one of them, I'm guessing? That's uh, just me saying that. If anybody's got another idea. That's right. You're looking, so are you looking to see if they have anarchic tendencies? Or, okay, 
Can I, or, you is could, it, or you could ask, if you can only ask one, you could ask about the goth vampire. Like, because clearly he's not a new vampire. He was posing as a new vampire for us. Mm-hmm. But he would only know that he was, in his files, he would only know that he was a falsy if he knew, in which case, why would he bring him in? Well, we're, that's assuming that he brought him in and the guy didn't get in. Exactly. Course. That's true. Well, yeah, that's true. He wouldn't have let him in to talk if he knew that he was a badite. Is it possible to just look at one of Nixon or Bex's files? Yeah, um, the files are very extensive. So without okay. maybe a specific question, it's a little hard to uh, glean, you know, exactly what you want from it. But I can tell you that these guys were uh, loyal ghouls um, to the current primogen of the Ventru and primogen of the Toreador here in Pittsburgh for many years. Uh, and that Jake Nixon is a Toreador uh, now. He was rewarded the embrace for his service um in in life he was a gay man uh and uh, he suffered a lot for that in the 70s and 80s um he um he was in and out of uh detention uh for various uh crimes all different types um and uh he uh oh it's yeah you do get this information that uh, the prince thinks that he uh, let um, he let an anarch go because that anarch uh, was a friend of the the Toreador clan. Actually, it doesn't say anarch; it says caitiff. He let a caitiff that they were trying to, who was a poacher. Um, the prince seems to consider this like a type of anarch, a caitiff. Yeah, it was poaching on different territory here in Pittsburgh, and they think that Nixon let that guy go. Like, it had him in his sights and let him go. Okay. And we don't know that he's an anarch, this guy. Um, it doesn't say that Nixon, you know, he's not labeled as an anarch in the file, um, which some people are. Um, it just says that there there is an incident that the prince knows about where uh, Nixon and Bex were sent to apprehend this, uh, this caitiff. Do we have a name? Yeah, the caitiff's name is Mubarak. Is it cheating for me to ask if I could roll again to look at his file? Emil Mubarak. It is, it, it's, it's not cheating. I can give you more information. I don't think that you need to roll again. Okay. But without a specific question, uh, you guys were looking for anarch uh, evidence, mm-hmm. and you found it. You found that this guy, uh, while, you know, um, Undergoing his duties as a as a agent and soldier of the Camarilla, um, uh, the prince strongly suspects that he let a uh, a caitiff anarch go when that per- when that vampire was poaching in Pittsburgh. Mm. Oh, and the idea that poaching means when a vampire comes into domains that are not his and feeds on humans there. This is this seems to be a strict. Um, Strictly, strictly kept law here in Pittsburgh that you do not do that. Okay. That seems right. pretty good. So um, I suggest that we adjourn uh, our efforts for the evening, uh, says Elaine Wasniak, your uh, ghoul lawyer. But she says, but to be clear, what exactly are we doing tomorrow? We're bringing Nixon as a witness 
We'd yeah. like to have all of the vampires possible in. Oh, don't worry. The Ventru Archon will be here. Everyone will be present. I would say the nature of our defense entails that we claim that this kid, Aaron, somehow got up here. Well, it seems that, uh, yeah, I would, put Nick, I would put the screws to Nixon to see exactly what went on when they supposedly gave that kid the bum's rush and how it comes that he winds up up in the prince's chambers when we were there. Yeah, and Bex as well. And of course, referencing their past of letting go a known anarchist before. Very well. Are we ready? And, uh, you know, why would I come back? <laughs> okay, of course, I, thanks for filing the motion. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, um, let's see if she was successful in filing that. Motion. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, the sun rises. The sun sets. You um, lay on the floor of a dirty conference room on the 60th floor of the U.S. Steel Building until the doors are opened once again. And um, those ghoul security staff are there, and they're like, are you ready to come upstairs? They're holding the trial there. Yeah, I thought I'd uh, gone down to Pramati Brothers, give myself a fucking sandwich. Oh, no, I forgot. It's the only place I got to be. Um, they throw you those kind of plastic uh, wire zip ties. zip ties yeah and they go yeah let me put these on you can uh, can the condemned have a last a request I don't know if it's in my power to give it to you says the greasy uh, fat guard but what is your request I just want to drink <laughs> right um, and he goes and he, uh, as you guys are getting the zip ties on his, his redneck companion is putting the zip ties on you. He goes and he gets a, a bottle and he's like, right. And he throws you the bottle of blood. Uh, with plus something a little stronger, if I could, I don't really want to be sober for this. You want something stronger? Vodka. If there's any. <laughs> uh, he walks. He throw, puts a bottle of vodka down. He's like, least I can do for someone who's going to be on that roof at 6.32 a.m. <laughs> uh, thanks, bud. And then I take a drink. I mix them and I take a drink. Um, Eyes closed. You are once again empowered. Uh, and um, you are empowered with uh, your, uh, your thin blood alchemy. Uh, you have it. A bullet in the chamber, ready to go. You feel your heart beat faster. You feel your senses suddenly get like, you know, more more acute. Um, and now they're waiting to lead you up into the uh, the prince's chambers. Great. Um, up you go, up the back stairwell, past the window where you saw a body fall. Um, your last image of the boardroom is of the corpse they still have left in there which is now rotting and gray. Uh, you climb the stairs up past the window, open the doors into the prince's chambers where an old revolutionary flag with the circle of stars and uh, 
old like artifacts, you know, matchlock pistols and things like that are in big glass cases. But here now assembled are the all the Camarilla vampires of Pittsburgh. And they're all wearing strange masks. It's very eyes wide shut. <laughs> they're wearing devil masks and some are wearing really off-putting like, you know, reindeer masks and like weird like owl masks. And standing among all of them um, is a man who's not wearing a mask, a kindred who is not wearing a mask. He stands probably six five. His um, his dead skin is it used to be olive during life, but now you can see it's dyed to a strange yellow. He looks like he was chiseled out of Roman marble, and his black hair is slicked back into an impenetrable helmet. Um, as you approach, a mahogany box is placed in front of him, and he opens it, and he pulls out an ivory mask of an ibis head and places it onto his face and says, There now. I am ready to administer justice. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so, Adelaide Ross, uh, um, I will speak on behalf of of this city and of the crimes of these fledglings. They were brought, brought into our care. They were offered a chance at immortality, but the anarch blood in their veins was too strong and they spit it in our faces. And Miles, you, who I agreed to take in as my own child you even you decided to follow through with a plan of assassination with a plan to destroy this city to try to topple our government at its foundation but the Camarilla is stronger than that one prince doesn't make the Camarilla and your assassination Will not break us. Just can I? Is oh, yeah, no, go ahead, Jen. What, do you, what would you like to do? Can I use my bullet in the chamber to somehow compel her to say the truth? Um, very interesting. I, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get her to say. Because she said if she was up there that she would know what happened, right? That's what I overheard her saying. Okay. I want you to give me a rouse check. Okay. Come on, baby. Success. Okay. Um, you suddenly realize that if you blurt out a command to her, she might follow it. But you'll be interrupting her speaking for the prosecution. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm not going to, I'm going to not try to be aggressive about it, but I'm going to kind of say firmly, tell the truth, tell them what really happened here. I know that, you know, Miles looks at Jen, like, what the hell are you doing? I'm just like, Oh, fuck. 
all of the heads in their weird masks all turn to look at Jen Brown at the same time as she just screams from where she's standing in the center of the room, tell them what really happened here. Um, yeah, you're going to need to roll your charisma uh, and then add one die to it. And remember to put your hunger, you know, replace some with hunger die. I'm at two hunger. Is that right? I think that's right. Yes. Okay. So it's charisma. I add one die. Um, that's right. Yes. Add one die for your uh, strange and enigmatic thin blood powers. Fuck. Total failure. Um, total failure. Um, for a second, her eyes kind of glaze over and they look strange for a moment. Um, and then she goes, silence the defendant, please. God damn it. And that's when two of the guards come up with their batons and just <laughs> into uh, Jen Brown. Jen, would you please roll your stamina? Roll your stamina. Stamina? Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, that's not good. It's only going to be hunger die. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's bad. Go ahead. Total failure. Failure, but not but it it's not a um it's not a bestial failure, right? No. Okay. Jen, your character hits the ground. You're completely stunned by these batons. You're unable to speak for a little while. Um you're kind of laying there in pain and um you hear murmurs from the gallery of vampires, but everybody uh suddenly goes quiet again. And, and no one saw her go like glazed, or they wouldn't that wouldn't be weird to them potentially um interesting did anybody see her let's find out gotcha showing up <laughs> <laughs> everybody get out the cops know about vampires <laughs> okay so um if they if they notice jen they're not acting on that it, it, your your power had an almost had an effect for a minute but she managed to resist it okay um uh, Miss Sonia uh, now uh, uh, comes forward and goes, stop. Do not administer justice on this fledgling until the trial is over. I speak for her. Until this trial is over, she is my child. And everybody, you know, the, the guards kind of pull away from Jen Brown and leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Adelaide Ross is laying out all of the details of your case, how you, you know, you, you were anarchs and they tried to turn you. Uh, it was Button's idea. Uh, and clearly it was it was foolhardy and he paid for it with his unlife. Uh, but the facts speak for themselves. They were in this cha- very chamber. They had opened a secret compartment that, you know, definitely was not meant to be opened. They were planning to steal some sort of artifact. And they murdered the prince, and those are the facts. And everyone in this room was here and saw that they what they had done. And the man in the ibis mask goes, "Very well. Who will speak on behalf of these fledglings?" Hi, Elaine Wozniak. Put your case down, and it's like um, we uh, would like uh, to call. Some witnesses, uh, if we may. And she looks back at you guys and goes, 
Um, oh God. <laughs> I look back in my memory banks and I dimly remember maybe seeing that exact same wink on like a, on like a bus stop bench ad <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. God damn it. Um, and she goes, we call uh, Jake Nixon of Clan Toreador. Nixon suddenly comes through the crowd, the other kindred and ghouls part. And there he is in his leather jacket with spikes on it. His like his hair, it's like half shaved on one side. And he walks forward and he goes, yeah. Want to know? She looks back at you guys, and then she looks to him, and she says, "When you took fledgling Aaron into the stairwell, what happened?" He says that he and Bex took Aaron down to a sub basement and decapitated Aaron, which, uh, you know, of course, destroyed Aaron as a vampire, and Aaron was reduced to ash. So I need everybody to make Miles blurts out. (laughs) Make a wits plus insight roll. I don't need to. I can smell doggy doo doo. It's what do you say? Insight, insight, and what? Wits plus insight. Success. Success. I'll tell you in one second. Success. Uh, Success. Um, He's lying, and anybody who's good at picking out a liar can tell he's lying. Mm. Yeah, Miles, I stick to that. Miles yells out uncontrolled. Ah, bullshit! <laughs> the guards come forward with their batons towards Miles, but that's when Church Jackson says, stop. Don't, don't touch him. This man is lying, I can tell. What really happened? Uh, Nixon is now, like, really flustered. He, uh, you actually see beads of blood start to form on <laughs> his forehead. Fucking anarch, okay? I knew this what happened. I fucking told Bex I'm not a fucking anarch, okay? There was, it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I didn't help him. All right. There was a voice, and then I, I, I lost some of it, but. Uh, and now he's like really losing it in front of everybody. And that's when all of a sudden he's like, no, no. Ah! And his eyes just go like white. And he suddenly disappears and appears right in front of Miles Vanderbuck and attacks. Buck. <laughs> Do I roll anything to, to evade? So in vampire combat, I'll roll something. You'll roll something, and everybody that's doing something will all roll at the same time, and then we'll see what happened. Because anytime you're fighting with somebody, it's kind of a contest. You both roll at the same time and see who won. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, what brawl in something? Yeah. So you got to tell me: Are you trying to dodge him? Are you trying to counterattack him? Are you trying? What are you trying to do to him? Because um, he has appeared in front of you in an instant, and he looks like he's trying to end your unless. uh i'd like to yeah i'd like to like yeah like back away evade evade his strike okay what's a little boy like me to roll a little kinky boy like me (laughs) roll a dexterity plus athletics roll to get out of his way 
Um, and he is going to roll to hurt you uh, real bad because, um, well, we'll see. Here we go. Oh, we're all, our, our hands are all tied. Would anybody else like to do something? Because you're welcome to try. I would like to, uh, I'm, are, our, are our hands zip tied in front of us or behind us? Um, oh, that's a good point. They're zip tied in front of you. Okay. Um, I, okay. Yeah. I'd like to just like, just dive into him from the side. I assume we're all, we're side by side. Yes. I just kind of want to like throw my body against him to knock him off balance. Um, you also can rouse your blood. I want to let you guys know this, um, cause you would instinctively do it in this case. You could rouse your blood and you could maybe break your bonds. But if right now all you want to do is kind of slam into him with your hands still tied, you could do that. Am I out for the count because I got zapped? Or am I? I would say you can. You know what? Time has passed. Some testimony has been heard. You're no longer stunned, but I may I may limit the kind of things you can do because they did a number. Mm -hmm. Can I yell for I forget his fucking name? The guy that's helping us. The guy that vouched for us. Churchwell Jackson. Churchwell. Yeah, Churchwell. Can I yell for him to help? Um, you can yell for him to help. Yes, absolutely. And that's free. I'm just going to let you do that. No and problem. I'm going to kind of try to scurry away from the action because I'm I'm a shrimp. <laughs> okay. How many successes <laughs> did you get on your... <laughs> a shrimp. A little shrimpy one. Oh, I'm a shrimp. I'm a human shrimp. I'm a shrimp. CJ, what you do on your roll, Thomas? How Miles Vanderbilt got two successes. Okay. Well, unfortunately... Our friend Nixon crit successed uh, his role, and he did it without. It's not a bestial success, but he is already frenzying or whatever, and so he got um, uh, he got six successes on his attack. Uh oh! So that's four successes altogether. Uh, so that's four. Uh, that's four uh, damage. I think that are coming at you. Um, okay. How do I even? Now he doesn't have claws or anything, so it's not aggravated damage. It's just like he's just like at rapid speed, like pummeling you and ri- and ripping at you. And so you're gonna take four marks, not X's, but like cross throughs on your health bar. Okay. How is everyone else reacting to this? Is this like a normal vampire court day? Uh, I Are mean, people it feels slow to us because we're playing a role-playing game, but right, of course. it all happened in the space of one minute, and I can tell you, Jen Brown, that the entire place is going fucking haywire. The only thing is, in this part of the movie, it's happening in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of eyes behind masks go really wide. It's absolutely okay, so this is not standard practice. Uh, not at all. No, okay. no, no. Not even in a vampire court. Not even in a vampire court. In fact, is like holding her like briefcase up in front of her. People are diving for cover. People are screaming. And let's see how you did on your role uh, there, uh, uh, Curtis. So what am I? Uh, let's clarify. I'm rolling. Uh, let's do a let's do a strength plus brawl. Were you? Did you want to break your bonds or did you want to just like tackle? I just want to turn my body into a projectile, so I'm not breaking bonds. <laughs> Tackling, right? So yeah. go ahead and give me a. Um, Go ahead and give me a uh, yeah a, strength, a, a plus, strength plus brawl. Okay. Roll big, Ross. Come on, baby. <laughs> Come on, you messy, my messy critical. What's that? A messy, a messy critical. 
Oh my god, this is insane. Okay. So um when you see Miles Vanderbuck being attacked, suddenly everything goes red for you. The beast comes out of you, and I'm gonna rule. Don't worry about rousing the blood. Not only do you tackle and you you push this guy all the way through the crowd of vampires, like they're like jumping out of the way you press him up against that big glass window again so hard that it cracks again and you get your bond free and he's like up against it like bleeding um can we say that like his his cheek is like smashed up against the glass and you we get that shot from outside the building where we get <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden you hear yes! and everybody needs to roll a uh willpower roll no no actually let's see let's see everybody needs to roll wait i'm gonna tell you what it is it's it's um yes it's intelligence plus resolve everybody needs to do that right now oh i'm pretty good at that okay so any difficulty or no um yeah uh, it's based on this guy's role actually it's a context and the guy that just spoke is the big archon in the ibis mask. Success. Failure. Success by three. Total failure. By three. Okay, I uh, I have to tell you that this guy got two criticals because he has a full oh. for this. And um, normally, you know, you focus. Compel is just done against one uh, vampire at a time with eye contact, but. This is the Ventru Archon, and when he screams like that, a bunch of people all kneel at once. Like, I assume, including all of you. Like, even though you're all like, like on your knees all of a sudden, and um, he's like, Jake Nixon, you have drawn blood in Elysium. You have lied to representatives of kindred law. Your unlife is forfeit. The floodlings are free to go. We will now try this vampire. And they drag him into the middle of the room. Uh, and they start asking him questions about what happened. And he's like still shaking from like frenzying. And he's like, I. I I swear to God, there was a voice, and then uh, we don't remember. Like, we don't remember what happened. He's like, Then why did you lie? Your unlife is ended. And uh, suddenly, uh, one of the Archon's agents, a huge ghoul in a black suit, comes forward with a big wooden stake and just <sighs> shoves it into Nixon's heart. And he stands there, like, frozen, like, and all the assembled vampires stand there waiting, and they all. <laughs> <laughs> the girl in the flame dress. <laughs> um, well, if if we're free to go, honestly, when this is happening, Miles just like walks out. I think. Yeah. Um. Um. So. As you're walking out, like the kindred, they're in in a mob of like uh, chaos. Like they're all bumping into each other and everything. Like they're trying to decide what's going to happen next. 
And as you're walking out, Adelaide Ross, your master, if you recall, says, wait, you're going to want to hear this next part to you, Miles Vanderbuck. And then the Archon has now gotten everybody's attention again. And he's like, it is also the decision of the inner circle of the Camarilla that the new prince of Pittsburgh is Adelaide Ross. And she looks at you and she goes, are you sure you want to leave now? <laughs> she walks up and takes it's the like stage. Miles laughs at, at her. Yeah. She <laughs> walks up and takes the stage with the Archon and is like waving to everybody like, uh, like a uh, beauty contest winner. And that's where we will end for tonight. Wow. <laughs> Exquisite. <laughs> The lady in the flame dress. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Keep up with our schedule and find out about all the cool things we have planned by following us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore stream of blood underscore. We're on Reddit at r forward slash stream of blood and join the stream of blood Facebook group. This podcast is produced by Andrew Struther, Brian Baldinger, and Clinton Trucks. I've been your storyteller, Jared Logan. Today's Pittsburgh fact, the polio vaccine was created in Pittsburgh in 1950 by Dr. Jonas Salk.